Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. My name is Merthel. And I'm Rita. Every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx life, creating happy homes and financial empires. Today, we're going to be talking about a movie review for A Quiet Place and shows that we feel should be rebooted. So the other day, Marthel and I went to go and see A Quiet Place. Now, you know, I really enjoyed it. I like movies of all genres except musicals. I don't know what it is. I just don't like musicals. But I have given Chicago a chance and I gave, um, that was years ago, and I actually really liked it. And then um, my kids had seen Greatest Showman and they were like, oh, you gotta see it, mom, you gotta see it. We should probably review that one pretty recently, pretty soon, I mean. And anyway, I was watching The Greatest Showman and I said, wait a minute, like within the first like five minutes, I was like, is this a musical? And I was ready to just turn it off. I just, I don't know, something about it. I probably would not do well with Bollywood either because, you know, I know that they burst out into song all through their <laughs> movies. But um, so my kids were like, no, mom, give it a chance. Give it a chance. So I, I, I did. And I was glad I did. I don't know if maybe musicals are changing and maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe I need to give them some more. Um, maybe I need to give them more of a chance now because I did enjoy it. But A Quiet Place is not a musical. It is a horror film, but it was a horror thriller in the sense where it, it was not graphic. It's not your classic horror. I don't like classic horror films where there's, you know, a ghost or some poltergeist or something where it's just like gory. Um, like the worst horror films to me always conjure up Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I can't. Ugh, those it movies like are too like much. more like a thriller than a, yeah, than a horror. Yeah, it was more of a thriller. And I like those, like Get Out, um, in this one, a, Qui a Quiet Place. I really like that. I don't necessarily like films. Like, it's just killing nonsense. It's just, oh, it's too much. Like Saw, I don't like that. Say the, say the masochism. Yes, yes. It's just really sadistic. I don't like those. But A Quiet Place is not like those at all. It was actually about... Um, it takes place in the future, and it's almost post-apocalyptic because, um, you know, an apocalypse can be caused by many things, a natural disaster, alien invasion, um, you know, as Christians, we believe Jesus coming back, that's going to be an apocalypse. But with this one, this was an alien invasion that happened sometime in the future, um, and the way that these aliens hunt is by sound. So these weren't friendly aliens, they were... They come basically just to hunt. And so the film starts off, you know, silent, just really silent, barely any sound. And from there, you have to now start reading subtitles. And if you have a problem with reading subtitles in a movie, it's probably not going to be the movie that you're going to like. I personally don't have a problem with subtitles. We turn it on for everything. All of our TV shows, all of the movies we rent, all of our... All of the things we, you know, get on Netflix, Amazon Prime. In fact, we don't like not having it. We want to hear muffled crying in background. We want to see what's going on. We want to see um, all these things that you really don't catch. And now we get the full story. But with this one, subtitles were actually a part of it. And it was about a family who is trying to survive 
in this world where you have to be silent. It's a, a husband, a wife, and their two children, and then she is pregnant with their third child. I think that's that it was two children. Yes, two children. Um, no, they had three children and they were pregnant with their fourth child. One, two, three. The, 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 yes, the kid, they did. That's the what I was thinking. Like something was like early in the. Some, in the yeah, I, and I was thinking like, wait, I said that wrong. Yes, there was three <laughs> children and she was pregnant with her fourth. Right. But then early on, something happens, which I won't say in case you haven't seen it. And then now we're down to two children and she's pregnant with now her with a, a third child. So the theme of this movie is what you will do to protect your family at all costs. You know, um, they went through extensive, extensive, um, not, I don't want to say renovations because renovations always mean like something like built up, but extensive remodeling to make sure that everything is quiet in their house. You know, even on the path to their house, they're laying down sand, so it's really quiet. But inevitably, it does not matter how quiet you try to make it. Something happens, which drives, you know, the story. Things happen, sound is, is made, and those aliens come lickety-split to finish you off. One thing I thought about when I first started, when I saw the movie, was they said this was 89 days into this invasion. 89 days in. And when the character, who's played by John Krasinski, was Jim from The Office, and I really love The Office, and I think he did a great job with this movie. One thing I noticed, though, is that, you know, they had a huge setup for like 89 days in. Like, come on, 89 days in, and you already have can like stocks like shelves of of cans of um canned fruit canned vegetables well they could have they could have been the type that was preparing for it you know how there's like all these people preparing for the apocalypse have you ever see those shows or on facebook or where yeah, people are people are they call them preppers some, right preppers. they're like tin heads and, and and conspiracy theorists i just don't buy that he like, was one right now people are doing that right now they have bunkers like millions of dollars bunkers with food stock so Mean. True, but I don't feel like that was what he he did. You know, I don't. He didn't. He doesn't seem like that was what he would do already. Like be prepared for this apocalypse. Hmm. I mean, he had like ten TVs um, with surveillance, and I'm like, eighty nine days in. I I just you know that's that's less than three months. Well, what what is quite remarkable, and it and it talk and it probably tells to our age of noise. And our inability to just quiet ourselves and to meditate is 89 days in. And I didn't see anybody else. <laughs> right. That means that, that means that for the amount of people that were surviving and the movie showed nobody else. Nobody. That means that we have a problem with noise and our inability to quiet ourselves. I know. I know. But maybe that's the allusion to the movie. Maybe the, the overall theme is we just we need to just quiet ourselves and just... Making like we're we're addicted to noise mm -hmm. and we will get taken over maybe internally or spiritually and get wiped out spiritually because we no longer have the capacity to connect inwardly. You know, the process of really quieting yourself is very hard. And in the movie, she was in labor at one point mm -hmm. and she had to do it silently. And I my mind went back to 
I used to be uh, really into reading about like Native Americans and I heard that they some of them or a lot of them gave birth silently because of their enemies you know and they had to make sure that there wasn't a bunch of screaming to alert people to where they were and I'm sure that this was given a circumstance not necessarily just if they're in camp and everything is fine but if they were on the move and they were through certain uh, landscapes that this was actually done so I was like oh my goodness because the way that Emily Blunt portrayed that labor oh my goodness I mean if I didn't have kids that would put me off from like just having children I was I would be like nope nope mm -hmm. no that's not for me and the funny thing is I had c-section so I didn't even feel it like that right you know I might have felt what happened like how uh, rough it is after a c-section but during you know labor ah uh, you know mine never progressed to that bad but I I thought that you know it was nicely done I felt the movie had really good they were able to keep a really good tone throughout. It never felt cheesy. Mm -hmm. It never felt to me overdone. Um, I felt the angst of the little girl, their their daughter, who is played by I, I don't know her. I forgot her name, but she's actually deaf in real life. So whenever the camera switched from her perspective, it was just total silence. Mm -hmm. And you think it couldn't get any quieter than the regular quiet that we're hearing. But no, it went to total silence. And I know that even in our house, if we have a power outage and everything goes silent, the, the quiet that comes it's is amazing. Quiet. It's a new quiet. It's a new quiet. Because even when it's just quiet, when the power is on, we have so much white noise. Right. But even in nature, even like in the country, you don't even get that kind of quiet because when I go outside, I hear all sorts of chirping and insects, you know, their little noises. Yeah, I think for me, the quiet that I hear when it's nature, that quiet is so loud. It's extremely <laughs> it's loud. so loud. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I do think it's a great movie. I do recommend seeing it. I think that you'll really enjoy it. I saw in an interview that Stephen King had actually tweeted about what his perspective on the movie, and he had a lot of positive things to say from a director um, perspective, you know, the way that, I guess, because John Krasinski, he not only starred in it, he directed in it. But what is that? What are, what are the... Well, I think he was talking about, you know, the, the tone of, like, the lighting the the way that the actors you know the way that they moved and the way that they responded to things you know just the mm -hmm. whole thing was just you know beautifully done and both of the children were really really good i think that you know i think when there's a hollywood movie they're always trying to find what that deeper meaning is mm -hmm. and i've seen in interviews that the meaning was supposed to be like you know what you'll do for your family as a father and i think that's all nice you know but i do think in general it was it's a it's a nice fun movie if you like to be a little mm. creeped out without gore and without like right. terror it was enough where there was enough jump scares where i did put my hand in front of my face and watched you know from my little little slip i, I really i really wasn't impressed I, I honestly was not impressed with the movie and i'm and, and a disclaimer i'm not a movie person I will fall asleep in most movies that I go to with my family. Yeah, but the, and the thing is with you, though, 
you you did fall asleep pretty quickly, but it doesn't really reflect on the quality of the movie because um, you will fall asleep through anything. No, I loved signs. Like I love there's certain movies that I really like. And if it grabs my attention and it makes sense, you know what I'm saying? If it's intriguing, if it has great cinematology. This made sense. I it was just what did not make sense of it? Well, you aliens like, are here. They are attracted to see, noise. You got to be quiet. Well, you see, you like apocalyptic movies. You love these kind of things. I love almost everything. So so from the get go, it already got your attention. For me, you have to win my attention. And no, that is not true. I have seen you stay awake through the worst movies. Okay, but those movies are probably my type of movies. Myrtle. My type of movies. Like automatically, if you go to um, if you go to apocalyptic, I'm already you're going to have to really do a lot to win me over. But then if you go to more like a drama that Mm -hmm. is more real life. I've seen you fall asleep through that, too. Yeah, well. You yeah. know what? You know some of the movies that I haven't seen you fall asleep through. Which one? Now, I granted you did like Signs, but I've seen you stay awake through. You know, black movies that are that are funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, that are just like lighthearted. But that's what I'm saying. If I can relate to the movie, and it is more something that I feel that is more realistic, then oh, I don't I will... think that those movies are all realistic. The ones you stay awake. I think that I think many of them are realistic. I think that they may not necessarily be intriguing and interesting to you because you like those type of movies that are more like last day movies where everybody's dead or alien or there's a virus or. But I, I like those. Moment- but I also I can appreciate comedy. I can appreciate drama. No, I appreciate all of them. It's just that you don't give those the the ones that are sci-fi. You don't give those a chance. You don't look for the deeper. The deeper um, like I said, thoughts science or was, meanings. Science was amazing. So, for example, I love Star Trek. I love Star Trek. But you've never been into Star Trek and you think it's a bunch of foolishness. And I tell you, no, they're the, the, and the, the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to teach us certain themes about life mm-hmm. through this scenario. And you're just like, well, it's not realistic. But it is. If you look at what the actual um, lesson that you can learn from the episodes, it's never something usually shallow. It's usually something that makes you think about life. You're right. Star Trek does always try to show some type of um, some type of lesson. I guess the imagery just turns me off. Like I see this like lizard shaped head person and then someone with like yeah but it's called an imagination where we get to just explore what other creatures would look like how they would talk what other worlds would be like it spurs me on and it could also be because i love looking at astronomy i love astronomy hey yeah i i get it i understand why you like it and i root you on like I cheer you on when you watch it like, go, Rita, but not me. <laughs> I'll go to sleep because <laughs> because it's just not I just it, I just don't it just doesn't resonate with me. Mm. And this movie, I, I just feel like it was pretty mediocre mm. and it just it didn't tug at me on pretty much any level. But if I liked sci fi kind of those kind of things, then it would have just been an average movie like I could watch pretty average dramas because i like dramas so rita would be like why are you staying awake this is such a whack movie but because i have more of an affinity to dramas and real life i will stay awake through some of the most <laughs> you know yeah 
mediocre films, and then it will surprise Rita, while Rita may stay awake to through other types of things. I don't sleep through any movie. Yeah, that's true. But you know what's interesting about this movie is that one of the reasons why I recommend it is because I think more movies need to be done like that. I personally think that we need more thrillers that aren't gory. We need more thrillers that aren't just demonic. I agree with that. We need more thrillers that you can enjoy and get that nice creepy feeling because sometimes you just want to have a thrill. You want to feel like, ooh, um, without feeling like, okay, I'm being entertained by murder. That's right. not what right. I want, you know? Right. So I like that. I, and, and, and while there's still violence in it, you don't really see it. And you know it's implied, so it's not like it's not without violence, but it's there's a level. Of They're not it. throwing it in your face. Exactly, it's not oh, gory. Right. So, and we like family friendly movies, so the same is true with a movie that may you could still get the point of the plot, um, where there may be infidelity or there may be a, right. a sexual without scene, but we graphic. don't, but we don't see it. It's implied, like right. a door is shut. And right. as the door is shut and the couple went behind the door, it's implied that they just did something that they weren't supposed to do. I'm okay with that because now we we can actually, you know, see the, you know, still follow the plot of the movie and it still uh, depicts what it needs to depict. So to me, I, I can appreciate that. And we need that on every level. We need that on dramas. We need that on sci-fi. We need that on thrillers. We need that on action so that certain gory things or certain explicit things are not thrown in our face. Right, right. I know that um, it's it's really a movie for people who do like sci-fi and they don't mind um, a really quiet, calm movie. And I do think that that's probably most of the reason why you fell asleep. I think it might have been a little bit too quiet. I did read <laughs> online that some of the people who were tweeting about it, they were saying, you never really know how loud you eat your popcorn in a movie until you watch A Quiet Place. <laughs> and I think you were doing something with your food. And I was like, no, shh. No, I was. I brought some chips in. I don't know why you did that. I brought some chips in, but you were like, no, no. you can't. You no. can't eat chips in this movie. Not this movie. Please, please, you know. I already get on Rafael about what he brings with him to the theater because I'm like, no, this will make too much noise. But, but I love to bring meals. I mean, for years I've been like, that's like my favorite part. Like bring a whole Chinese meal, like right all out right in front of me. You got the, you got your lo mein, you got your fried rice, you got your egg foo young, everything just right there. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the people sitting next to you are like, I don't recall popcorn popcorn fried you know rice kind of smell they're probably like mm -hmm. what is that smell and what? i used to do that before like nowadays like movie theaters sell food so it's not it's not a big deal now but i used yeah, to do that like back least, in the day when it was only popcorn yeah yeah because now you can be served a full meal right but i i do find that before remember we used to go to that theater in toronto mm -hmm. and they used to have like the main um fast food chains they had kfc Pizza Hut, right? Um, Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, and I, I don't remember the other one. And oh, New York Fries. Mm -hmm. And then it's like they got rid of all of them because you know I'm sure they had to pay a percentage for the franchising fee. Mm -hmm. And now they only serve like their stuff. 
but I don't, it's not as good. It's not. It, it's like we've passed the golden era, the heyday of movies in the theaters. Now we have to just get what they cook. And it's just not the same, you know? Right. I just think it would be awesome if we could still do a, some sort of Postmates or Uber Eats, you know, oh, yes. in the theater. Yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Get a nice And roti. I don't know why they don't do that on airplanes. That's what we need. Yes. Uber Eats and all that, that you get to just have it when you get there, like it's on your seat. And you just exactly. start right that with a Netflix. Um, yes. oh, like I'm telling you, Netflix it would just and chill. it would revolutionize. <laughs> well, I don't know about that on the plane, but it would just revolutionize flying. It would just be amazing. It's true, but then you know, you know how they are with the everybody's you know, cheap safety, safety, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, but it could be a certain part that they already okay. It's like they're at the airports. Mm -hmm. They already they cook the food at the airports. Right. And they just allow only those things to be taken right straight from the airport to the plane. So it should already like bypass security. Well, th that shouldn't be too hard for them to do because. No, I just, did I say bypass security? I mean, get through security. Right. Because there are restaurants in the exactly. airport. Like, so, there's always a Cinnabon. So they should be able to order it and then have it on your seat. I agree. Exactly. That, that would be an excellent idea. I know. I mean, I've got too much going to develop it, but if anybody listening could, yeah. we'd really appreciate it. And just make sure there's some <laughs> West Indian restaurants in every single airport in the United States. I have yet to see a good chain West Indian restaurant. I know. They have some in Toronto that are Toronto excellent. Toronto has some great chains. But, but yeah. not, not like fully all over the U.S. That yeah. would be awesome. Yes, like a chain, like like a full like like pizza Like how they do Chinese restaurants. Chinese, yeah. or, and even Indian restaurants. You know like, what? I actually don't like what's happening with Chinese restaurants anymore. What are they... What's, Okay, this because, is totally off topic, but, but why? I know. <laughs> because I've gone into Chinese restaurants and they're all the same, like Lucky Star or something like that. They have the exact same menu in all of their restaurants. And oh. it's almost like it's a... Like a franchise? It's a franchise, but but I don't get the authentic well, Chinese food. it was never food. authentic. I, well, that's true. It wasn't that Chinese, <laughs> Chinese. You don't want the Chinese, Chinese. Do you remember? I just watched a Chinese man eating live rats. Like, oh, I don't man, want the Chinese. I don't Chinese. want that. I know that for sure. But, but, like... There's a certain flavor that I used to get when I was back in Toronto, and I just it's called don't get MSG. That. Well, it they might don't be MSG, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> like the the flavor of the food was just so delicious, and now it's. But just... everything was more authentic thirty years ago, and then everything was more authentic right. sixty years ago. Same like, thing with the cheese and pizza and the crust. Like everything there was certain, is just right. Fake. Ah, uh, sad. Yeah. Sad. But anyway, so that's our review for. A quiet place. My, I'm thumbs up. We ha we need to come up with a system because thumbs up was taken by, you know, Ebert and Roper. So, what do you want to say? I am, I am asleep. Asleep. <laughs> Mine will be asleep <laughs> or, or awake. Awake. <laughs> awake two times. Asleep three times. <laughs> I give it. Um, I don't know. A fist bump. I give it a slight. I give it a dab. I give it a slight, <laughs> a slight snore. <laughs> slight snore. When I come up with my system, I'm gonna announce yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, but for I sure. I'm gonna have a full. It. I'm gonna have a full sleep friendly. You know, <laughs> whether to bring your pillow or bring not. Bring your right? pillow. Yeah. So the next thing we we're gonna talk about today are the reboots. Now we had kind of mentioned it in some other podcasts. Some of the reboots. Currently, Roseanne has been rebooted, and I did watch the first two episodes because it was like um, basically 
on the premiere night. They just had, I think, one after another. And I personally didn't like it. Politics aside, I'm not even just talking about politics. I'm just talking about I didn't... I think they were finding their way. It felt a little bit too forced to me. It felt like we need to check we need to check off each joke and make sure that we're hitting each each topic and and it was like um it just didn't feel authentic. When I used to watch Roseanne back in the um late 80s and 90s, I really thought it was so funny. I thought it was so original. I could relate. I I personally like to see comedy in a home that looks disheveled and and furniture that real. doesn't match and right. and people dressing like how I see people at Walmart. I like to see reality. I don't right. necessarily like to see like friends. I loved friends, but it was too polished. And I appreciate it for what it was and I did enjoy it when it was on, but um I do like that it's more endearing to me yeah. to see a family that just looks regular, you know. Like love and marriage, but love and marriage was a little bit you too mean married scripted. Married with children? Married with children, yeah. All right. It was a little bit too scripted. The the jokes you could almost see well, the punchline. You was, could see the punchline coming. She was coming. like a super you know, super whore. Right. But know? the set the set looked real. Archie Bunker set looks real. Um, good times, you know, like a real, real set where you're not feeling like it's all prim. Yeah, and, like even um, Family Ties. Right, that you was know, real. It looked, it looked just real. Even the Cosby Show, Cosby it was real. Show, yeah, it did look real. It looked they like were a little bit home. polished, a little, little bit, bit polished, polished, but they but were was, lawyers and good. doctors. Yeah, at it, was, the time, it was still so. nice. But I did like Roseanne, and I've always felt like the the jokes are more authentic. I felt like. It was more plausible to see Jackie trying to find herself. You know, her sister's married, but she's not the one that can find the relationship. And the mother, <laughs> you know, just their dynamic was, mm -hmm. was, was really funny. That um, was a show that I actually enjoyed watching with you. I used to, you know, sit down when they had rebooted it back in the 2000s. It wasn't really a reboot, but they were still playing like reruns and stuff. Oh, that wasn't a reboot. That was just, like reruns. you said, reruns. Yeah. Right. And I would I would watch those with you. And that was one of the, you know, the films that I actually liked. But I feel like... it was real. Yeah. But now I find it very sad. I find it sad because you see every character... I, I, I can't really say much for DJ's character. I, I don't... I haven't seen it since the first two episodes, this reboot. Um, and I'm not quite sure what his background is. But I think it's sad that both of the girls ended up with just sad lives. And the Connors, because, you know, we're just going to dismiss the last year of Roseanne. We're just going to forget that ever happened because that was the worst when they won the lottery. And then like right. all of that was just like, it's just no. a, it was a hot mess. No. I mean, it's like they were trying to find some way to have them be successful mm -hmm. and not be poor. Maybe they were struggling just they thought that but we identified with the poverty. Right. That's the thing. They couldn't play they couldn't play, play like rich. these millionaire. No, they didn't know winners. how to play it well. It it, it just it didn't resonate. So unrelatable. With, yeah, there was too much dissonance between what we had come accustomed to. Right. And then what they were attempting to do. It right. was it fell so short. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it at all. But let's just pretend that last season didn't happen. I I I'm just finding it sad that Dan and Roseanne, years later, are just, it seems like they are just filled with regret and their lives didn't get any better. 
And maybe that is a reality for a lot of people, but I find it just really sad. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, maybe a lot of people can still relate to that. But I think in all of us, we want this glimmer of hope that, you know, 20 years later or 30 years later, we're going to see a remarkable change. The character I find one of the saddest is Jackie. Mm. Because the way that they're playing her now is that like she's dumb or that she is someone who who is, likes to just say much that everyone just dismisses or, right. you know, and I never thought of her as dumb ever when in the old, you know, in, when the original series, I never thought of her as dumb. I thought of her as someone who's just trying to find herself, trying to figure out life, feeling pressure to make her life better than it is. So she runs into a marriage or all these things that a lot of us face. But in this reboot, I'm finding her like when she, when, when she and Roseanne are talking and Roseanne was like, that's why you should have voted this way. And she goes, well, you made me feel like I was wrong. And so I just voted for Jill Stein. And it just kind of felt like, like whiny. What? Yeah. Like she's blaming like. Yeah. And it just she's like with these one liners that aren't funny. They're mm. shrill. Right. And it's just I just think, she could play that so I much felt, better. She is a really good actress. Well, in the old episodes, she would spar with Roseanne way better. Oh, my goodness. It used to it be was funny. The best. They'd it go the back. Best. They would go back and forth and right. it would just be like she would have some zingers and Roseanne. And of course, they always make Roseanne win. But at the end of the day, she got in a few good, good ones. But sometimes and her and, and her mother, when the mother right. used to get oh, into man, it with that them. That was too funny. Oh, my goodness. That right. was really funny. But the thing with Roseanne and Jackie was Roseanne wouldn't always win. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Roseanne would have to concede to what Jackie was saying. And like a lot of siblings, that's how it is. You know, there's this tug of war and one always thinks they're right. And one is always struggling to let them know, look, you're not right in everything. And I think that I really missed that dynamic. And I was, you know, I turned it on hoping to see something of that. And what I got was a very, it was like a shell of what they used to be mm -hmm. and more of a like shtick. And it was like, okay, maybe they just needed to get through the first few episodes, find their rhythm again. And then maybe they would um, actually, you know, be something more of what they used to be. But at the same time, I doubt they will because it took, it's been so many years. Well, what do you, what do you think about what's going on behind the scenes? Do you think that any of the stuff behind the scenes is now impacting on the character of the show, like the character of the people. Have they, like at one point in time, you know, people grow in life. Yeah. And a lot of the time the craft can reflect that growth. And I'm just wondering, you know, um, in the years where Roseanne was becoming a certain person, now that she has come full circle, she's lived life, she's gone off the scene, she's developed who she is. Now when she's coming back to the table, do you think that a lot of who she has become is now impacting the show? Why the show is not relatable as much anymore to us? I think so. I think she's always been cynical. But I think that there's a certain aggressiveness. She's always been aggressive. But there's a certain aggressive tone to the, sto to the show that... And her character just seems, uh, just, it's hard to explain because everything I want to say, people will say, well, she's always been like that. Right. But it's like this added, um, this added flavor that's present in our society right now where we are unapologetically hostile, 
aggressive, right. set in our ways, even when we know we're wrong. Even if something is right in your face and you know that you're wrong. We're unapologetic. You, you're unapologetic. Make like we excuses. were talking about before, like, I have no regrets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's and it's just like, like people are settled in with this thought process. And I feel like with her back in the day, I think it was more of a, <clears throat> we have no choice. Look at us. This is our life that we've that you know that we are been handed mm-hmm. to because we are the lower middle class, mm-hmm. and now I feel like it was more like you're a part of it because in her show she actually voted a certain way and 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 it's almost like she's like well this was the best choice and it's almost like well almost like well we're just gonna endure versus trying to make a change. I don't know, it's very hard to explain, but it's just another tone to it that mm-hmm. doesn't make it as genuine and as as relatable and feel good as it used to back in the 80s. Right, right. So I don't know, I, I, I could use uh, some other reboots like Martin. You know, like I used to like Martin. Martin was really funny. We, we, we are... And you know, I thought they were gonna be rebooting it, but I think Tisha Campbell um, has started another project, so I'm not sure if they are or not. Oh, okay. But it's weird to me to reboot Martin because Tommy's gone. Tommy died. And, I mean, one of the oh, yeah. main things I used to love when they would go, Tommy, what, what do you do, Tommy? What do you what do, you do, do Tommy? Tommy, you, you ain't don't got, got no, no job. job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I used to love that. And, it's, and, and while even Roseanne was able to reboot without Mark, because, you know... Um, Becky's husband, Mark, mm-hmm. the actor who played him, died in real life. Mm-hmm. And they have her being a widow on the show. And again, like I told you, it's just like, it's just sad the way the, everybody's life ended up. Right. Um, but with um, with Martin, remember the drama, though, behind the scenes. Now, There's it seems like they've friction. made peace, right. you know, with uh, Martin and, and Tisha Campbell. But I feel like, how would it play out on camera? I think these reboots are reflecting what happened, like you said, within the last 20 years and then the changes in personality and then all the drama, you're coming back together thinking that we're going to have the same vibe and I just don't think it's going to happen. Right. I I mean, Martin was over the top, but it was funny. Oh, yeah. And um, and so many jokes, though, that they used to do. We can't even do anymore. And that could also be why Roseanne is the way it is, because we can't even make certain jokes. Yeah, it's very politically. I I mean, yeah, it's it's like. But in Living Color, like over the top type of slapstick comedy. Like, remember on a Living Color when they um, would have white chicks? No. Well, remember the Wayans Brothers when they played that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was off of their character. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't do that stuff anymore. Right. Um, I would like an In Living Color reboot because I feel like it would be um, kind of like a Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. And we need an answer for Saturday Night Live. We, we, that's all we have. What about Mad TV? Remember? I like- love <laughs> Mad TV. That was hilarious. Right. And those, those we... Will Sasso and... Right. Oh my goodness. They're so funny. It was so funny. And we don't have, we all we have is uh, Saturday Night Live. And I feel like... They have to be, like, even though that they make, um, they have political satire, I feel they have to be more politically correct than in Living Color and Mad TV was. Right. But with with the lack of competition, I really do believe that it does not, 
allow Saturday Night Live to push to their greatest that they could be. Right. They're just they're, they're the only ones. So no, there is no competition, and I I just don't like that. You know what? I would really like a reboot of a different world. Yes. Having uh, HSBCU or what <laughs> is it? <laughs> HBCU. AC, uh, yeah. Historically <laughs> black college, college and university. university. I would like that. I'd like to see where Dwayne and Whitley are. I'd like to see what happened with. Okay. You know what? Now that I'm thinking on it, I'm thinking about the last like season. Freddie all of, a, all of a sudden went from flower, you know, like hippie flower girl into now I'm a lawyer. I'm going to be a judge. And it was like, what happened? Why, why do these writers do this in the last season of a show? Why Shift do you have to radically completely. change the characters? Right. It's not fun. It's not funny. We get to know a certain person. It's not a person can't evolve, but don't swing them from one pendulum to the next to the other side Actually, in that particular show i don't necessarily feel like i need to have the same characters i wouldn't mind just going back to the school and seeing new characters and develop that it's idea true, of the show because i'm not really interested they were in overdone that. too yeah they, they were they were really. really overplayed like whitley was really like ha dewine it was just like right. whoa okay. i just feel like if Calm they played the it now down. If they played it now, we would have different characters that are more reflective of something that we could identify with. And I would rather that than them coming back with those old characters. I just don't think that those old characters could pull it off with what we would need today. True, true. Um, I think they were playing around with a living single reboot. Did you ever watch that show? I did. I did. With Queen Latifah. Yeah. And yeah, I did. I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of that. But what I would love to <laughs> what I would love to is Girlfriends. Girlfriends would have been a funny oh, yeah. reboot. That's, she's funny. That would be that, a really good really reboot. Funny. When I said she, I was talking about um, um What's her name's daughter? Yeah. She's in a Tracy big, Ellis. She's Ross. been in a lot of shows though. She really has. So but I, I would like to see a reboot. You know what I'd like to see? And I really, really enjoyed the show. I think many people enjoy the show and it's tragic what has happened. But the Cosby show, but without Bill Cosby and his wife, like the next generation, let's see what what their families look like. And just a spring off of that, you know, the Huxtables or something. I just think that he what he has done in his personal life has ruined that brand. And that oh, brand sure. was such a good brand. Yeah. It's so nostalgic. It had set so many powerful I don't know if energy I've... to the to the black community I just I just think that it would it's a tragedy mm. honestly he took us forward like 10 steps and then took us back 20 but you know what these reboots I don't think we need full seasons of these things like you know a short maybe three four episode even you know um, or even a two-hour special would be fun because I just don't really think we need a big drawn out season, you know. I haven't seen Will and Grace, the reboot. I just, it's a little jarring to try to go back to the same type of jokes in the same set. And it just always seems like it's, it's something is not right. You know, almost like a Twilight Zone, you know. And, and, and it just, I don't really feel that it really does any good to bring back these shows just so that they're garnering really the ad revenue. It's like everyone just jumped on this reboot. It's really not about entertaining us. It's just about selling more slots for ads. And the quality to me is just not there. 
It's just not there. Um, but I'm enjoying a lot of the stuff that's coming out on Netflix and Hulu and, you know, of course, all the other cable stuff. I'm really enjoying that. So if we could continue to have more creativity with that, mm -hmm. with new shows, like, and especially ones that are from books, which I love, yes. like Big Little Lies. Yes. I thought that was really good. Well, really, I, really good. I think that I, I am fully ready. I know a lot of people you know, they are nostalgic, but I am fully ready to let go of the past. Me too. I just don't, I, I enjoyed it though. That's here's the I thing. I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed it for when it was, I enjoyed Magnum PI. I enjoyed Simon and Simon. I enjoyed <laughs> a team and, and reptide and you know, all these shows cover up. I enjoyed these things, but whenever they come back with the reboot, I don't enjoy it. It's like a washed when out they version. Remember when of they it. came to bring back, try to bring back a team? I did oh, not I enjoy it. Mm -mm. So you know what? I'm ready to leave the past in the past, where I can sit back, talk about it, reminisce about the times I'd be like lying on the ground, just wait, watching show back to back. I'm good with my memories, but don't yeah. bring it back. Let's let's move on. Let's go on to the new stuff. Because another thing that happens is in the past when they were doing it the first time around, there was a freshness to it and there mm -hmm. was more of a drive. I want to be successful. For a lot of these people, it was their real big like breakout success. Right. But now years later, they've lived on their money and there is less of a hunger to make it really good. Mm -hmm. And then it's now more about making sure that, you know, they get these new deals. And to me, it's, it's a lot of it is about money not necessarily about wanting to really hone your craft right with these reboots it's it's a bit i don't know i don't want to say lazy it's just <laughs> right. I, don't wanna, I mean it is it is and the challenge and then the challenge with today's shows they're so politically twisted and just politically driven they're always they're like the messages that they're trying to send are just so obtuse and i'm just like oh like which one? Just a lot of shows. Just they just they always have an agenda. These just general shows. They have agendas and they're just so strong and in your face. Yeah. And I just don't you know, I don't I I liked the days when everything was just either implied or, you know, we didn't feel we didn't sense. I'm sure they probably were politically correct. Maybe we were so young we didn't realize it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. now, now you just see it's like you know, thrown. It's, it's like before we used to talk about, oh, there's a token black person. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of tokens. Nah. And it's like they, <laughs> you know, and I'm not just talking about black people. I'm saying if you think about it, there's Different a lot type of, of tokens that they checkmark. Subculture. Do we have, have this? To... Yes. Do we have that? Yes. Do we have this? And sometimes it's just not authentic to the story. Right. I'm not saying you can't have it clearly. Yeah, you'll be going As a minority, back in history. You'll be going back in history and they'll be recreating things that weren't even there. Well, I was okay. I was watching Timeless and we were in, I forgot what episode it was, but they were clearly in an era where there just were not black people just walking up and down the street free. Right. And it's like, and, 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 I, and I feel like, like, okay, people we have okay. to have a black guy in there. So they, th they throw a black right. actor and then, and then it's just so unauthentic to the, the time era that you're in. There is no way that the black man would be free at that time. And just no. And everybody accepting him, you know, even if there were free people in certain time periods, right. they weren't fully accepted. Like, no. 
you could just walk. You could just walk up and down the street looking nice. Are you kidding me? Right. No. Yeah. So it's 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 so it, you just don't have the freedom but, anymore. But then at the end of the day, like we've accepted these things all the time. I mean, when I used to watch Moses, you know, like the entire cast and crew was super pale white. And it's just like, you know, that in that yes, era of time, <laughs> you know, this is the Middle East people, right, right. you know, and we just learn to accept these things. So culture, culture, cultural appropriations are right. And it's not it's not intended to be exact. Right. You know, an exact replica of that time where it's an it's more of an abstract right. of what they're trying to portray. It's like when I was watching Timeless and they were back in the 1600s, but everyone's talking in our current vernacular that mm -hmm. what? That doesn't make any sense, right? You know, but that's a that's so. a that's an example of a, a show that I think is really trying to do something unique. I love Timeless. Right. I love Timeless. It's sort of like a I'm gonna, a, I'm just gonna a throwback do a, a to a quick review on that right now. Uh, it's a throwback to it's um, fun. What's that guy that used to travel? Quantum time? Leap. Quantum yes. Leap. Yes. And I love Quantum Leap, but yes. I wouldn't want Quantum but Leap. The funniest part is with Quantum Leap. They would actually fix things with Timeless. They just screwed up the whole timeline. Right. But it's fun. It's enjoyable to see where are they going to go next. I love to see this costumes, the setting. Mm -hmm. I love the little romance drama they're bringing in. Um, the guy who plays Pat Flynn, mm -hmm. um, Goran, I don't want to say his last name because I feel like I'm going to say it wrong, Viznik or Viznich. He is so good. I remember him from ER um, as Dr. Kovac. Kovach, and he's now the main nemesis on Timeless, and he plays it so well. Really? And, like, he enjoys it. And it's just fun to watch, and it's appropriate for the whole family, you know? Mm. Um, it's just a really fun show. And right. we just kind of came across it one day. We're like, what should we watch next? And we don't really watch a lot of network TV anymore because it just seems, you know, kind of boring. Mm -hmm. We usually or streaming not family something. Friendly. Right. And, um, we said, you know what, let's try this one. And we were hooked. We right. were so hooked. And that's what I'm talking about. An example where you take a great show like Quantum Leap, but instead of doing exactly the same, you come up with a completely new twist. Right. I love that. Versus saying, let's reboot Quantum Leap. Right, right. And I, I like that. I don't even know if they're... I know the, the, um, the actor Sam is probably still alive, but I don't know about the other one. Mm, maybe not. Yeah, the older guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um... The guy that always used to pull him in or, or, right. or rescue him. Um, but another show um, with Scully and... The X-Files. X-Files. Right. They would... That really was ahead of its time. And I feel like they could really come back with X-Files and do something amazing with it. Uh, news brief, they did. Not X-Files, though. Like, not try to do oh, X-Files. Oh, I thought... Okay, because like, you know like they how, did a reboot of right. X-Files And right see, now. that's what I'm saying. Like, right. I'm not really into these reboots right. because... Just something like it. Something like right. it, but improve it and just... You know, come with a different right. vision. See, the laziness of trying to do the reboot is, is that you're just doing the same thing. And it's just like, no, I don't want to see Mr. T doing the same thing. I don't want to see Scully doing the same thing. I don't want to see, you know, Roseanne doing some of the same things. Just give me completely new characters so that my mind doesn't fight against it. Because my mind will fight against it if, oh, if, yeah. if it's the same characters. It was, it was like I Love Lucy was awesome it was funny it was original it was fresh there was a hunger to succeed and then after i love lucy we had so many you could say reboots of it but without it you know with her and vivian vance there was like here's lucy and i don't remember the other ones there's lucy i don't know but there was like a few none of them ever really took off and it was because 
I feel we didn't want to necessarily see Lucille Ball be Lucy on all these other shows. We wanted to see her do other things, and we would have been happy with that. But it was trying to extend this Lucy brand over and over and over. And we just, we have to know when to stop and when to say, you know what, it was good for this time and we enjoyed it. That's it. Same with music. I was listening to some song. No, my daughter was listening to a song and I thought it was another song from what we used to listen to back in in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And then I, I heard it, it was a tiny bit different. And I'm like, wait, what? And I looked at and I looked at it and I said, oh, this is not the song. And she goes, well, what song did you think it was? And then I played her the one from, it turns out it was 1989. And then she, and I was like, see, the original so much better. And then she, with her smart self, looked up the song and then said to me, actually, this song was from 1975. And I was like, what? And it was from the Jackson 5. Wait, is that the shy song? No, true. Yes, that one. That was shy, wasn't it? Uh, well, it says troop. troop. I don't know if Shy did another one, but it says troop. Mm, okay. But before that was the Jackson Five. Really? And then I didn't even know that. Before that, I, and my guess is, did it? We can maybe take it back all the way to we, biblical it, times. You, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be in the hymn book. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, no, but I'm just saying, like, what what is going on with our creativity? What is going on? I don't know. I think that reboots have their place, but let's make them just short-lived. Give us a nice reminder of where the character is right now. Yeah, what's shy? Let's not. Let's not pro. Well, what? When? What year was the shy one? Shy was. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. 1992. It released. Okay. Well, look if up, I ever look, fall in love. Yeah, shy. but look up 1989. Troop. Troop. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because I mean. I was just, I mean, wow, how can you reboot something three years later? That's, that's, that's real lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so Troop, and then it's, um, If I Ever Fall In Love. Yeah. I know, this is, sorry guys, we got to know these things. This is highly important to right, us. Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, well, I don't know. It doesn't, it's not really showing it here, but anyhow, take it, take it for, you know, what we say. Um, I guess Troop did it before and the Jackson 5 did it before them. But I do know that Shy did it and it was uh, released in the 90s and that was a song that we that we liked and we had um, that we had um, shared with our daughters and then we had this big huge debate which one was better. The the, the one for the one for um, that they were listening to was like really fast. It was like a fast version. And then we got into this discussion about why is it that all of our songs are slow? <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. Why all of our songs are slow? Like, how do you even dance to it? Like, I can't even. What's that dance now? The backpack pack dance? Oh, or, my goodness. Like, yes. Like, you couldn't dance to our music. You couldn't take the dances that they do right now and dance to our music because it was so much slower. But it was. I don't I don't think I ever realized how slow it was back well, in the compared 90s. Compared to what's going on right now. I don't even I don't even. I'm not even up to speed. I never thought I'd become the guy that was not up to speed, but I am. Mm. Well, I think that I think that music is too loud. I'm the one that's like, oh, oh you know why loud. you can't find a- it? I had the wrong song the whole time. Oh, what was it? All I do is think of you. That one is one from Troop. Oh, okay, but yeah. that that. All I do is 
think I no, I know one. that song. But, oh, okay. But but the the song that I saw, I heard Shalom and you talking about was shy. It was no, like, no. It's all I do is think of you. That's the one that she was listening to. Oh, okay. That must have been another conversation then, because I remember this one. And no. We were in the car and we were all. Oh yeah, we were that one was we in the like, car. Yeah. This one was Shalom was in the kitchen. Oh okay. So basically. These artists are just taking songs from the 90s, left, right, and center, (laughs) and redoing it. And we're being tricked, thinking it's from our past. And it's not. So anyway, reboots, like I said, they have their place. Whoops. (laughs) Reboots have their place. And we can, I think it's nice to see where where the characters are. Mm -hmm. And we can enjoy it. It should be short-lived. Let's be creative. Because can you imagine... You know, if they we did that in like every... Actually, we do. We do that in every era, right? You sure do. Fashion comes back. I heard for Coachella this year, they're taking it back to the 90s. Oh, boy. I know. Like, come on, man. I want to take it to the future. <laughs> I really do. I want to see... Like the Jetsons? Yes. You, wanna, you don't want yes. the Jetsons. It, like, I want some... flying. I want Jetson movies, Jetson food. Like, there's so many things that I feel have been stagnant, you know, and I love the fact that we have all these apps and all these wonderful things, but now it's like kind of stagnant and I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for this like next big breakthrough in technology, mm-hmm. fashion, everything, you know, homes still kind of look the same, like it's a regular right. home. I want to see something new. We want to teleport like Star Trek. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So um, just to recap. I say go see A Quiet Place. Marithel said, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, the Roseanne reboot, meh, you know. Yeah, no meh. reboots. No reboots. That's for me. Remake everything into new ideas. Right. That's it. So we really hope that you had a little fun with us today. It was light and Sometimes you just, you know, you just want a break. You want to have some fun. You know, the weekend's coming. So now you know what to check out. Thanks for listening. Join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found at theonyxlife.com where you can also submit questions through our Ask Us section. Join our Facebook, The Onyx Life. Follow us on Twitter at The Onyx Life and on Instagram at The Onyx Life Official. Now go live that Onyx Life where change comes with challenge. See you next time.